1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Mary Jane Riva with Pizza Factory. Welcome, Mary Jane. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you got going on with Pizza Factory. Uh, Where are you guys based, and uh, how are you guys doing now?
0: We are based out of Oakhurst, California, which is a little small mountain town right outside of Yosemite, which isn't uh, too bad a place to be working, that's for sure. But uh, we started back in 1985 franchising. We are in five states in uh, the West Coast as all so far, but we're making moves to expand further east a little bit, state by state. And COVID has been very good to us, I have to say.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of franchisors. A lot of folks are out there kind of either, you know, got laid off or decided to they needed mm-hmm. a change. And they're seriously considering franchising as a path to go down.
0: Yeah, we're seeing that a lot where our uh, leads certainly have uh, picked up, but a lot of people are or they are they're tired of being at the mercy of someone else with what their future is going to lay ahead of for them. So and pizza, you know, like everybody knows, is done well right now. So they're looking at other avenues to secure their future, which is uh, always exciting and scary at the same time. I remember the first time when I did it. And, and as much as you think this is going to be all fun and games, you know, it's very, it's very scary too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, any change is, is scary, uh, especially when you're going from, if somebody's going from a corporate setting where, you know, they're kind of a cog in a machine to now they're running the machine, it's a different kind of mindset.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, it's There's a lot of anxiety with it.
1: Now, can you talk a little bit about Pizza Factory's history? Um, did it start out with the idea of franchising or did it start out as kind of a mom and pop, you know, people who love pizza were just want to try to serve their community?
0: Yeah, originally when it started back in 1978, there were two stores right outside Yosemite, one in Mariposa, one in Oakhurst. And it wasn't starting out to be a franchise at all. It was mainly two families that wanted to work in their communities, live in a community where it's not always easy to find a way to support yourself. So they created their own support by opening up these two pizza parlors. And from there, it just because of the the food, the quality, and everybody seeing it, it started to expand uh, primarily in smaller towns. Because, again, people were looking for a way to move out of the big cities. They wanted to live in an area That was more of a small community, but, you know, how do you support yourself? So it turned out to be a really good model for them to move forward and franchise. So that's kind of how it started.
1: And then how did the franchising go at that time? Was that something, because franchising your business is a totally different business than running your business.
0: Right. Yeah. Franchising uh, for the folks that uh, are in the smaller towns, they were... You know, they got the support of, of not being, you know, your own, your, your own business still. I mean, obviously a franchise, you're being awarded the license or the brand to operate under the name and sell the product, but it's still your business. So you need that support. And, uh, they just kind of helped folks along and, and kept the culture of giving back to your community was the primary, uh, function of how to move forward in, in a community that doesn't know who you are. Is you get involved, you give back, and you contribute contribute to those that are, you know, keeping you in business by buying your product.
1: Now you mentioned that you uh, were a franchisee at one point. Were you a franchisee with mm-hmm. Pizza Factory, or you were were you with another brand?
0: No, actually, I started um, my first business. I was a owned my own donut shop when I was twenty, and I did that for three years. And then uh, got into the pizza industry. And we, my husband and I, we bought our first franchise in 1990 in Southern California. And then we opened up several stores from there. And then in 2012, when the owners were deciding it was time to move on and retire, they offered the company to my husband and myself. So we decided to take a new adventure on. And boy, was it an adventure!
1: Now what? And it still is. Now, what was it like? Because going from being a franchisee, you're you're on one side of the table, and now you're the franchisor on the other side of the table. So you, I'm sure, have a lot of empathy for the franchisees. Yeah. Um, that may be different than some other franchisors out there that um, you know, are more kind of corporate-y in the way that they see the world. Uh, so how has yeah. that helped you? Uh, in the growth of Pizza Factory?
0: Well. It, Definitely, um, when we took over the company, that was a a big deal to us was to bring into place the things that we felt as a franchisee we were missing to operate better, so technology and different things. So that was a, a huge deal to bring the company up to the future, so to speak, and have those programs that we never felt we had available to us. And you're right, we still own five stores. So we have a finger on the pulse still of what it's like to be a franchise out there. It's not like we're uh sitting in an office somewhere. We're not. We've got our own stores as well. But um yeah, it's it's I've it's I, I can say I've actually, you know, I've lost a store and I've had successful stores. I've ran the whole gamut employees the whole nine yards. So I do have a lot of sympathy for the franchisees and understanding for sure.
1: Now, um, at the heart of Pizza Factory was kind of those ties to the community. Can you talk about ways that maybe you've helped kind of lean into that in, in, as you're growing?
0: Yeah, one of the things that we did as a franchisee, we incorporated an anti-bully program in our communities where we had our stores. We found that uh, two things. One, we have a lot of teenagers that work for us obviously in pizza uh, restaurants. The other is, is our clientele, our dining rooms. We've got a lot of little kids coming in and the culture we wanted to make sure was very clear to anyone, whether they were working for us or coming in as a guest that, you know, it was a place where you were to come and relax and have fun and not worry about, um, you know, whether it's foul language or if you're an employee, we didn't want the employees to come to work and feel like they were being intimidated because everybody else had worked there for a long time. Or maybe when they see them at school, they weren't in the, they didn't run in the same groups. So we wanted uh, to bring a little bit more of that feeling of, Hey, when you walk in here, whether you're working for us or whether you're coming in as a guest, this is a no bully zone. There's no arguing, fighting, um, you know, it's it's just a place where you can come and have a good time.
1: Now, how is that? Uh, how has the community embraced that?
0: Really well, actually. Uh, it's it, both the community as the franchise community and the community in our uh, literally in our towns. Everybody has embraced it really well. We we go around to schools and we uh, provide benches. They sit. Friends are awesome on them. We do a presentation. I'll go out and talk to the kids about being a better friend and you know especially right now with the whole atmosphere out there what the kids are seeing it's not necessarily a great representation for them of how to deal with difference of opinions and difference of people and that they need to embrace everyone so we talk about that and we have uh, parents that will email us and say hey we want to do one of these at our school my kids being bullied and uh, will you come out so it's, it's always very encouraging to see people, embracing it. Everybody wants to see more kindness. There's nobody out there that really doesn't. It's just sometimes we get so caught up in all the stuff that's going on. We forget, you know, we've got all these little guys, our kids, our teenagers, and they're watching what we're doing.
1: Right. And and like you said, I mean, compassion and grace goes a long way. And uh, I think there's, by giving them kind of a, a vehicle to open a discussion about it, and to explain and mm-hmm. to role model how to do it and how to talk about it. Um, I think that's super important. It's funny because I, I see this a lot in businesses that businesses are tackling these kind of difficult subjects and um, they don't get enough credit. <laughs> of just starting right. that and having those conversations and being a place as kind of a safe place for them to be and to be themselves And um, they're kind of like the unsung hero in the community. You're doing all this work to help support the community. And it seems invisible, but it makes a big impact.
0: Yeah. What you think about, think about when you were in high school, your first job, you're scared to death. Some of them, some kids don't have the uh, perfect role model at home. Sometimes they don't have a work ethic. You know what, for a business owner, how much you can impact a young teenager going forward in their life with how they approach work, how they approach. It's okay. You made a mistake. It's okay to say, Hey, you know, step up, don't hide it. And and teaching them that it's okay not to be perfect because you're not going to be. And, and that, that weighs so heavy. And on so many of our franchisees, the same thing, we all feel that way. It's we have these kids that we are, We're spending more time than they do with their parents And, and what we can do to help them go on their way. And so many of them, in particular in our stores, so many of our managers end up buying their own pizza factory. And then they model on to the next generation. And it's so cool because it's more than just about pizza for us. It's about people and connections and community. And it's just really cool to see how you can uh help a kid that maybe's in a bad situation when they come to your restaurant to work and they're scared they don't know what a job is all about, and then off they go and you see what great things they do and they come back. It's very rewarding and it's just it's it's i I always hope that owners look at um their role as a business owner um, it's it's so much bigger than just money going into that tail what you're you're modeling for a lot of kids and they're listening to you and they're seeing how you react They, they see how you treat other people and they learn how to deal with people from a business sense from a customer sense um and it's just and how to deal with people that you know when a kid comes into my restaurant to apply for a job and i can see Right off the bat, you can always see which groups, you know, there's always groups in high school. And when he starts work and you can see that he's very, or she is very intimidated because all the other kids are already friends and they have their relationships. And you just feel for him because you go, God, you know, we know that you're feeling really intimidated and it's like, okay, stop. So everybody has to come up and, you know, meet this person and make them feel welcome and realize, you know, you started the same way this kid did right now. You need to remember how this person felt their first day on a job. So, anyways, I digress. I know always because I get very passionate about the kids and and uh, kindness and making sure that we're treating people right.
1: And I'm sure that that um, kind of transfers over to your ideal franchise candidates right like if they their value yeah. systems have to be the same they have to kind of believe in the same kind of mission and 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 elevate the importance of this kind of heart of service giving back you know going to the community and being an active member not just kind of a somebody on the side right like yeah. that's that's some of the qualities of an ideal franchise uh owner isn't yeah. it
0: yeah when we have prospects or anybody that comes to us and wants to know more about our brand, culture is a big part of what we try to convey to them because at the end of the day, everybody, you know, this COVID, everything's going to go back to where we're going to have the restaurants open and communities going to be more engaged and uh, personally one-on-one with people. And you have to, people want to feel like they're being treated correctly. They're being treated with respect and community is a big part of success. It's not just the product, of course, you know, we have a great product uh, but the product is a part of the big picture of success in our culture. It's not the only piece, it's a part of it. And whether or not you uh, embrace your guests and that you create a culture when they walk in the door, that their experience is going to be just as good as the food. That's that's the culture that we try to create. We want it to be a place where when they're done, they go, wow, that was really great. But I want to also go back there. I want to I want to support them because I see what they're doing for our community. So culture is a huge deal to us.
1: And then when you're um, looking for that franchise candidate, uh, it's not just the market that they want to serve. It's also these these kind of personality traits they're hard to train. It's easier to choose the right people than it is to train the person to have those kind of inherent qualities, don't you find?
0: Well, you know, and that's why there's models that you can do with our brand, too. Like, let's say there's the person that wants to do two or three restaurants and they may not be hands on, then you need an express unit there's less interaction with the guest but you still have to feel the culture to train your employees to make sure they're still reflecting our brand the way we want it to be shown now there's there's the folks that want to go into community and 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 have the dine in restaurant and have that interaction that's awesome because that's really uh, how we started those people are are different types of people so there's there's all different kinds of personalities of how they want to own a business, but ultimately they still have to be able to understand and embrace the culture of it's a bigger picture about success than just the product. There's more to it. It's service. It's uh it's how you present yourself. And the product is is a big part of that. But if you're going to um just rely on the product as a means for your success, I think that's um, a scary road to go down for some, for
1: some people. Right. I, I agree. I mean, and that's part of when you're building this kind of uh, organization and tribe of people that are, are kind of representing the brand. This is part of the brand. It's uh yeah. You know, th- that's what they're buying. It's yeah. not just, uh, we make pizza. There's lots of places that make pizza, but we make pizza in this exactly. way and this is how we serve the community. And if you want to be part yeah, of that, we, we, then join us. You know, if you want something transactional where you don't care and you're just slapping stuff together and throwing it out there, you're probably not going to be the right fit.
0: That's right. You know, and, and we make our product all from, you know, we hand toss our dough. We make our own dough. We make everything in the restaurant. That's a that's something that a lot of people have to embrace as well. It's a lot of work. But the, the culture of of embracing your community. And especially in these days, you know, social media, um, somebody can just blast you. You have to be able to be able to, you have to, sorry, you have to be able to respond to people and engage with them and have a conversation. It's not like, you know, 30 years ago, uh, when there was no social media now it's everybody's so interactive and have an opinion. You've got to make sure that you're out there and you're, um, you're showing what we're about, and, and if there's if something's gone wrong, you're going to reach out and make that right. You just can't shove it under the rug. And there's just a lot of uh, the generations that are coming up. They want to know that you're giving back to your community. They want to know that you're doing something good, and that's the way it should be. That's what community is. Um, so it's 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 a it's a personality of finding people that embrace that, which can be tricky, like you said. Um, but ultimately there's a lot of people out there that want to do something good. They want to be proud of what they sell. They want to be proud of their business and they do want to make a difference.
1: Right. And they they want to feel feel at the end end of of the day, right. They want to feel at the end of the day, they had an impact. It's not just like you said, counting the money. It's like I made a difference today. Um, and what, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about uh, something you guys have, uh, I don't know if this is new or not, but there's No Kid Hungry. Uh, talk about mm-hmm. that uh, program.
0: That's another program that um, where we chose that was because No Kid Hungry, first of all, does a fantastic job of reaching out to communities, whatever size it is, and helping feed kids, whether it's during the summer, uh, during school, when they're out of school, they've done a great job. And what's very cool about No Kid Hungry in our, because we're in some really small communities, some of our stores, and we want to be able to always impact the communities we're in. With No Kid Hungry, you can do that. So when we do um, campaigns like we just finished up and we raised, ultimately we raised $10,000, but it goes back into those communities that we're a part of. So the franchisee, the business owner that's in those communities can actually see those dollars going into their own communities, which is really, really nice. It's a, it's a cool program. They do a great, great job. Um, I think no kid hungry is an awesome, awesome program. And we'll stay with it. We have been for them with them for a while, but we're going to continue to stay with them as well.
1: And then for the people who don't uh, maybe they don't have kids or they don't understand in a lot of communities, some kids only real meal happens at school and if there's not a school opening like there is now a lot of virtual, these people are missing out on meals like their their main meal of the yep. day and I don't know if everybody really understands and appreciates that that's happening all over the country and that's um and that's oh. a real issue.
0: oh, it's huge, it's huge when we go to you know I was telling you where we go to schools and we do the uh no bully uh friends are awesome assemblies with the kids and we'll go there and we'll see the kids sitting there eating and, and I remember uh, seeing how some of the smaller towns, they're packed and the kids are coming there for breakfast. They get breakfast free and a lot of the schools are doing an awesome job of helping these families and helping kids to make sure that they are getting food and eating And the summertime and now with school out, say of what school's normally in the summertime, the parents are still working. Right. And these kids are kind of left there and where they get lunch, they put these programs on for these kids to be able to go get lunch, breakfast, whatever it is. And it's, it's awesome. They do a great job.
1: Yeah. And, and um, kudos to you for supporting that and, and helping, you know, these people that, again, it's not visible, but it's, it has a huge impact And, and the culture that you're building is, I mean, you really must be proud of how your folks are doing this and really serving a lot of people. And I, you know, it's in some ways it's unexpected, but in my opinion about business, that this is goes to the heart of business. Business can't only be about just making money for the owner. It has to be about serving Mm -hmm. the community.
0: Yeah, it really does. And you know, the, and the community at the end, you know, you get what you, you get what you give. And, and if you're giving out, something positive you will get back positive there's always going to be those negative people but at the end of the day um i'm so proud of our franchisees you're right they do a lot of things above even those these two programs we've talked about but really when you think about all these little kids that whether it's no kid hungry the anti-bully program or whatever it is that the franchisee they may come into their store and, and see you know our no bully logo or we've we've got coloring books where it, they actually um it's a it's a kids menu but they color on it and there's a part on there where they the parents are supposed to engage with their kid what a what a unique idea <laughs> and it's like here talk to your kid make sure they're not being bullied make sure they're not the bully it's not always that they're being bullied, but maybe they're they're the bully. And so there's this whole thing on the menu for the parents to engage with their kid because that doesn't happen as much either. But with all these little kids and all these teenagers with a pizza restaurant and a family, the amount of time, as little as it is, that we can maybe one little nugget they take away and go, wow, I went to there and I saw this. This person was kind or... You know, when I was at school, you know, I learned about how to talk to a, a friend that's being treated wrong or doesn't feel part of a group.
1: You know, if you can, if we could
0: start with those younger kids and know that they're they're watching and they're going to model what we do.
1: Right. And you're giving them the tools. I mean, those, they may seem like, you know, oh, that's just a question on a menu, but that might be what unlocks their kind of awareness that maybe this isn't appropriate, or maybe there is another way to do this, or maybe I should stand up when, you know, my friend's getting bullied that I should be the one that, you know, says, Hey, stop, you know? Yeah. Um, And, and that stuff that, again, it's not pizza, but it's serving the community and it, and those ripples happen. I mean, you're making, you're creating change in a community again, looks invisible, but it's critically important to thriving communities.
0: Well, you know another couple things and that I could talk year off all day about this, but um, one of the things that we started doing in our stores is going to board games because the families are more and more the kids are on the phone, kids are in the arcade, whatever it is. So we started and the parents are just loving it because now, of course this was pre-covid, but they sit at the table, they play board games, they actually talk to each other. So over a pizza It's a community food. They all got to reach in and grab their slice. You can all sit there and play a game. It's very cool to watch that. But, you know, back to, you know, talking about when you're talking about kids and their parents. One of the other things that was a a part about the No Bully was uh, I'm extremely close to my son, always have been. And he came out to me when he was uh, about 19 years old that he was gay. I had no idea. And I thought, how could I have gone all this time? And, and the relationship that sometimes we think we have with our kids is maybe they're still not, and they probably aren't always telling us everything. Right. And boy, if there's a chance to, you know, I sit there and go, what could have, should have, you know, how could I have helped him when he was in junior high school? But they don't always tell us everything. So if we can open up a line of communication with kids, regardless if they're being bullied, if they're having, you know, they're depressed, You know, there's, there's so many things that kids keep inside and in this world we're living in right now where they're seeing so much turmoil and so much unrest and the anxiety and adults, can you imagine what the kids are feeling? Right. And what a great way to,
1: to just open a conversation, a dialogue and in a safe place. I mean, what you're doing is, is mm -hmm. very important and it's, again, it's not just pizza. Pizza might be the reason that people are gathering there, but you're doing so much more and to have a that caring heart that you're thinking about this, I mean, you're going to attract the right person to the brand, and that right person is going yeah. to be able to have the impact and the ripples within their community. So that's where change can really occur.
0: Let's hope. But, you know, you, you said you're old. I don't know how old you are, but I'm 64, and I remember when we used to sit around the table, and we all had dinner at 5, and you were you sat down at the table at 5, right. and you ate. And that's where you talked. Right, right. And so it's, you know, we're trying to make the, the restaurant, the pizza's there, conversation starts, keep the kids at the table, turn the phones off, you know, keep, keep a game or something for them to engage with and kind of take that, that back in the 60s kind of sit down with the family and actually have a conversation.
1: Right. And so you don't have to do it. Uh, you don't have to do it in a kind of a mandated way. You can do it where they want to uh-huh. do it because you, all of the stuff's around you to do it. So why don't you just do it? Right. And, um, it doesn't have and to be relaxed. Right. It's fun. It's relaxed. It's there. They're choosing to engage that way. So uh-huh. You're not making them yeah. they' It's part of just yeah. the way that it is. So, I mean, I think you're doing an amazing thing and, uh, you should be really proud about this. This is do what you're doing is hard. And, but it's important, and uh, we appreciate you for doing this. If there's someone out there that wants to get involved as a franchisee or learn more about the brand or or find a location near them, what's the best way uh, to engage with you or somebody on your team?
0: Well, you can always call the office, eight hundred six 654 4840 or go on our website. Um, we have Laura, who's awesome, that works with us on uh, making sure people are right fit and understand what we're about and uh, leading them through the process.
1: And then PizzaFactory.com. Pizza
0: fac- yeah, or PizzaFactoryFranchise.com, either one of those two. We'll get them
1: there. Good stuff. Well, Mary Jane, thank you so much for sharing your story today. I mean, it's an amazing brand. It's an amazing story. And and, and the empathy you must have coming from a franchisee to franchisor or um, I'm sure you, you got a lot of happy franchisees out there.
0: We, um, we, we, we score real high on our FBR <laughs> survey. Thank you for saying that. And I, I am proud of that. It's, it's not what it's about. <laughs> it, 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 we're, we do fine. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Uh, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.